Americans and their focus on health and wellness. It's always been a part of life in the U.S., but the pandemic seemed to raise the issue a little further. With life largely back to normal following the global health crisis, what is the current state of the health and wellness marketplace? And how are retailers responding to the needs of shoppers? I'm Greg Sleeter, Executive Editor of Storebrands, and joining us today on Storebrands Spotlight is Muriel Gonzalez, President of Vitamin Shop, to talk about the world of health and wellness and give us the latest news from her company. Muriel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's it's our pleasure. Um, this health and wellness has been a fascinating category to watch over the past couple of years. Um, seen a lot going on, and clearly uh, your retailers in the middle of all this. Um, so it's a good a good time to to get some insight and information from a retailer who deals with this on a daily basis. To start with, I just want to level set a little bit as we are we have come out of the pandemic. Um, and there was a great deal of talk about consumers' added focus on health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, has this continued? It has. It has continued, but it has it has changed a little bit as well. Uh, I, I think the statistics are something like sixty percent of, of Americans now uh, are coming out of the out of the pandemic are more engaged, both proactively managing their health than during pre pre pandemic. Um, that was from a survey, actually, that, that we, um, Vitamin Shop, um, uh, engaged. But what's interesting is during the time of the pandemic, and I actually joined the Vitamin Shop during the pandemic, and at the time, um, everyone was so concerned about their immune systems, and there was a lot of information out on the internet all the time about what would be the thing to do, because you know, the, you know, especially early on, we couldn't get shots and what do you do? And, and there was products like zinc. All of a sudden, that became a, something that everybody had to have. And for those immune products, Vitamin Shop always had a great selection of immune products. So we definitely saw customers, you know, very quickly online. Uh, and we were considered an essential business. So we were able to open our stores in, in most states pretty quickly. So we had a lot of customers coming to us for advice about immunity. But as the uh, pandemic began to wane and people began to get back into the gyms, into their offices a little bit, um, and they still kept buying immune products for a good year, but once they got back into the gym, we began to see a different change. People began at that point to think about wellness in a different way. They started thinking about protein. They started thinking about creatine. They started thinking about greens um, and a more holistic way of, of, of being fit. And so, yeah, um, the, in- the interest in health and fitness has not waned, uh, but we're selling different products now than we were during the pandemic. And so as a merchant, that's great. Customer keeps you on your toes and is always looking for what's new. So we come out of the pandemic, things feel like they're getting back to normal, and then here comes the next issue, which is inflation. Yeah. Um, what impact did that have on how your your customers shopped and what they purchased? That's a great question, because during the pandemic, there were a lot of supply chain issues, and we couldn't get as much product as we wanted. We were always you know, dealing with suppliers that were late, either because... The, they, their own labor couldn't come in or, you know, there was sickness or the container didn't come with the caps and the, and the bottles from overseas. So there was a lot of chasing of product uh, during that time period. And certain ingredients then became hard to get. 
um, and prices went up. And um, so we had to be very, very careful and very nimble in terms of the prices that we paid, particularly on our private brands, and how much of that we had to absorb and how much of that became a higher retail price. Because, as you pointed out, customers are definitely value conscious now. They always have been. But with inflation and other necessities taking up a, a big piece of their weekly paycheck, they became much more discerning. So we definitely saw more use of coupons. We saw customers respond more to promotions. And, um, and so we adjusted very quickly to make sure that we were prepared with the kind of promotions that, um, that they would respond to. One of the things we've seen as a result of inflation, we've seen this at, at many retailers, um, has been an expanding assortment of private brand products. Um, mm -hmm. Alternatives that are maybe lower priced or better value, however the retailer's positioning it. Um, talk to me a little bit about the effort by Vitamin Shop within the world of private brand to either develop new products or expand maybe what you had. Sure. Well, we have always had a great private brand portfolio um, for a very long time. The Vitamin Shop brand is the number one brand at the Vitamin Shop. And uh, Body Tech, which is a sports nutrition brand, is the number two brand and number one in sports nutrition. Um, and that's just a few of the brands that we carry. These are the largest brands that we carry. And uh, definitely what we do is we offer value to the consumer. We are insistent that our, any, anything that has our name on it has to pass our quality test. Quality, innovation, and expertise are kind of the three pillars of the vitamin shop, and the quality seal that we put on our products is very, very important to us. We ensure that it, 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 they, uh, every product that is a vitamin shop-owned brand goes through multiple tests, and uh, we want to make sure that the trust that the customers have in the vitamin shop, and they do, as uh, an authoritative voice, is, uh, it, it continues. That's so important to us. And yes, we did, we did see value um, because customers were, you know, price comparing a lot. We have seen growth in our in our proprietary brands, um, but not only because of, of price, but also because of more innovation that we were able to put into the brands as well. So with um, your company's approach to developing private brand products, can you give us a little insight on how you work with suppliers and, and is, do you have an internal development team? And do, you, and do you partner with suppliers when you look to come up with products? Sure. Uh, we have an internal development team, um, absolutely. And what they do is they look at the white space that's available in the marketplace. They, they, um, the products are actually manufactured by co-manufacturers that, again, have to pass a lot of audits to make sure that they, they meet our standards. Um, and we also, in addition to that, we also have partnerships from time to time with, um, for example, we did something with uh, DC Comics recently, because that's a big trend right now in sports nutrition is the kind of partnerships and collaborations that get customers' attention. That just gets their attention. The product has to be good or you don't get a second chance. Um, but we've done a few of those collaborations. Um, DC Comics, we did one. Last Easter, we did a fun one with Peeps, um, because there's a lot of flavor innovation in the marketplace right now. And we uh, incorporate that into our private brands as well. Um, so, yeah, we do work with the co-manufacturers. Uh, we definitely um, uh, are very cognizant of what the third-party vendors are doing. And 
You know, it's interesting because if there's a trend in something like, let's call it berberine as an example, right now that's in the news a lot. Uh, we have it. We have it on our private brand. We always have. And um, what we have to do is to be nimble about how fast we can react to that trend and have some judgment about how long that trend is going to last. Because right now, we're selling a tenth of the amount of zinc that we did during the pandemic, and something else has taken off, like a berberine. So when we, when we look at our quantities and our inventory teams and our merchants and our product development teams, you know, we have to make decisions as to do we think this is something that's going to be a long-lasting trend or is it something that we can um, react to more quickly? So we work on that uh, from the private brand perspective as well. A big part of those trends today are influencers and social media. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming that they both play a big role in, you know, what your customers come looking to you for. They do. I, I think that there's been so much written about TikTok, but it really is true. Uh, when things go viral on TikTok, uh, a lot of customers do do come to us. You know, example, about two years ago, there was a big uh, thing on TikTok all about chlorophyll and uh, what that would do for you. And again, we have chlorophyll. We've always had it. It wasn't a top item, but we have it. And we got a lot of customers, you know, rushing to us for, for a product like that. Now, that's an example of something that was a very short-lived trend. Um, but creatine is an example of a trend which shows no sign of abating. And um, I think that when things come out on TikTok, not only do customers come to us because we have the reputation of the assortment, but a lot of customers come to us really for a reality check and to really have an, um, a more objective voice be able to talk about uh, what a product can really do. Because everyone now knows that not everything they hear on the internet is true. And I'll talk a little bit more about creatine for an example. Um, creatine was an, a product that we've had in our assortment for many, many years. And we began to see a lot of uh, talk about it on social media. Uh, what it could do for you, and that it was no longer just for the athlete or the bodybuilder, that it was a great product for um, older people um, that were losing some muscle mass. It was a great product for women. It's a great product for people whose diet is um, not as well-rounded as it should be. So uh, we began to see an uptick in creatine sales. But then what was really incredible was we saw that the prices were escalating, uh, and it was predicted to be a shortage. So we were able to take a pretty um, substantial position in creatine, and our business really exploded, not only because of the, the uh, media on creatine, but because not everybody had it. There was a shortage, and we were lucky enough to, to have the product. So our business uh, really exploded, and just recently I read that the, biz the total business in creatine is expected to double yet again over the next several years. So that's a trend that is really here to stay uh, for a long period of time. Whereas something like chlorophyll, we might have had, you know, a month or two of, of sales and then it kind of settled back down. That predictability of when, when something goes viral mm -hmm. um, and trying to figure out, is this short-term, long-term? Yeah. How much of a challenge is that? That's a challenge, but you know we are. That's what we do. I mean, we're we're merchants, and we are. We take a lot of data. We take a lot of information. We we get, we hear from our stores what customers are asking about. We look at the searches on the web. 
So we understand what that's all about. And we also know that um, that a product has, has got to be really something that is going to help consumers so they come back for a second time. And so that's a lot of what we do. And uh, we're not always right, but uh, we're pretty good at it. You touched on this earlier, um, which I thought was interesting, but it sounds like that with all the information out there and maybe more people being a little more skeptical about what they see on social uh, and from other places on the Internet, that Vitamin Shop does play that role in in providing the education that people need when they come in asking about creatine or or whatever the, the substance is. Uh, Yeah. uh, You know, as I mentioned, we spend uh, a lot of time and a lot lot of effort to make sure that our health enthusiasts in the store are very well educated. And we call them health enthusiasts because so many of them have, you know, came to us because they have an interest in the the category. Maybe it's because they were a dietitian. Maybe it's because they're a chiropractor. Maybe they're a bodybuilder. But there's a, they are very interested to begin with. They do a lot of research on their own, but we have a very strong education department in which we're constantly giving them new information, whether it be categories, whether it be new products, um, so that they're very um, able to answer consumers' questions. And uh, and when you talk to our our manufacturers that we do business with, our third-party vendors, they love the vitamin shop because they love our health enthusiasts. They say they ask the best questions, they're educated, when they show them a new product, they don't look at the packaging and how flashy it might be. First thing they do, they start looking at the ingredients. And um, they are really able to tell a customer, uh, you know, this product would be better for you because it has, it has um, you know, a greater concentration of X product and so forth. So um, it's, really, it's really very inspiring. And uh, we take it really seriously. Yeah, very, that's interesting. Um, there are a couple of trends that are kind of are really driving um, I, the business overall when we talk about health and wellness. And I would love to yeah. get your take on um, what what's motivating the consumer uh, to purchase products in these areas. And the first is energy drinks. Yes, yes, yes. Well, there's been a lot of innovation in energy drinks, um, a lot of flavor innovation and a lot of collaborations, as I was mentioning before. Uh, you know, for example, um, whether it be Ghost that does Sour Patch Kids or whether it be G Fuel that does Pac-Man. There's a lot of uh, flavor innovation and there's also a lot of nostalgia innovation. So there's definitely um, been been that kind of innovation that attracts consumers. There's also been, um, you know, really an explosion of starting with gamers of people wanting to be more alert um, and these energy drinks can do that for them. Um, so yeah, that's been that's been an area that's grown by oh probably about forty percent this year for us, um, and again you know many new entries into the category. Uh, Prime is a great example. They are a great hydration resource for us. Yeah, they've also entered into the into the energy drink category. So yeah, that's a big one. And you know it's been in the news quite a bit recently because there there is caffeine in energy drinks. Um, they're not marketed to to um, to children. And I think people need to be responsible for how much caffeine they can take. I know I myself, I have my coffee first thing in the morning. That's the only caffeine that I have during the day. Um, But other people have uh, much more need for it and tolerance, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The second one that we're hearing a lot about is hydration. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting. We've been told for for years how uh, you should drink uh, eight glasses a day of water and so forth. I think there's two things about hydration. Uh, first of all, it's it's become fun. It's not just water, and uh, Prime has been a great example of making it fun and with the different flavors that they have. Um, and in addition to that, as people are working out more and getting back into the gym, um, you know, they understand that in order to be fit, you really have to hydrate. And so that's been great. Um, Prime, Liquid IV, Liquid Labs, Noon, these are some of the brands that are driving excitement in the category. And again, a lot of it is marketing, it's packaging, it's fresh flavors, it's social media collaborations. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's put an element of fun into it. And there's always something new. You know, this week, um, you know, uh, Alani New, which has a great uh, drink business, they launched uh, what they called Kim Aid, which was a collaboration with Kim Kardashian and uh, a pink lemonade type flavor. So, you know, it's fun. There's always something to grab customers' attention. And um, in addition to that, people have really understood that uh, kind of if you have the stick packs that you can take with you, that that's another way to, uh, you know, make hydration easy and fun. And adding electrolytes uh, and so forth is uh, good for the athlete. And then the third category is sports nutrition. Yeah. Sports nutrition, um, again, is... It is kind of several uh, elements to it, but certainly protein um, is an area that, again, has been very resurgent as people came out of the pandemic back into the gyms and, again, um, you know, thinking about a healthy lifestyle. Protein, uh, again, what's, what's been fun about that is a lot of the flavor collaborations. You know, Ghost, for example, um, had Nutter Butter, Chips Ahoy, Oreo. And it makes it makes it more fun than uh, necessarily just trying to, you know, put vanilla or chocolate. And sometimes people will try that once, then they'll go back to something else. But there's been such an infusion of um, different collaborations in the protein field that has really made it fun. And, uh, it, you know, some of them last for quite a while, like Chips Ahoy and and Oreo. Some of them are just drops that are only meant to be limited edition and not stay on the shelf too long. So um, that's been great in sports nutrition. Creatine, again, is very important for sports nutrition, pre-workout, and um, and that's been really a, a great business for us as well. With all that's going on and there's a constant demand, there's constant change, um, with Vitamin Shop specifically, you know, what's the, I guess, plans for future growth and, and where do you see the company going, you know, within the next couple of years? Uh, well, we have a, we have a very solid, uh, solid business. And, um, you know, I think that we are just started franchising and uh, we're, we're owned by the franchise group. And we now um, have seven franchise stores. We're just beginning. Um, so we see that's also an area for us to continue to grow and grow locations.